0: So this phrase, turn the other cheek, came from the Sermon on the Mount, and it has been used as a way to keep the underdog down for years. And someone in class a few weeks ago said, what even does that mean? (laughs) Because when you've been abused, when you've been hit, to say, oh, here, take the other one too, um, doesn't feel like self-care. It doesn't feel like I love myself so much that I can love you so much. And I don't think that is how it meant, how it was meant. So first of all, I just want to say when the words good and evil are being used in the Bible or by the Buddha, or and know that that's, you know, that's a translation of the closest English word that That the translator could think of it's not necessarily what was meant at all but good is that which serves to bring you closer to the realization of the truth of who you are which is love evil is that which does not serve to bring you closer to the realization of the truth of who you are more it's that which takes you farther away from this realization. And as the Buddha talks about, when you develop a habit of doing the things that do not bring you closer to love, drop by drop, that's what you get filled with. And when you develop a habit of doing the things that bring you closer to the realization of the love that you are, then drop by drop by drop, you become that. And as we know, when we develop a habit, it gets easier and easier because we don't have to think about it. And it works both ways, good habits and not-so-good habits. So when um, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, the lamp of the body is the eye. And if your eye is filled with light, then everything's good. And if your eye is not filled with light, then it's horrible darkness. Well, the eye is the way you see things. The lamp of the body, what informs your whole existence in human form is how you choose to look at the world. The lamp of my body is how I choose to look at the world. And when I choose certain ways of looking at the world and I choose them over and over again, they become habit. And then I think I'm seeing everything exactly right. Yes, we are all going to hell in a handbasket. There is no hope whatsoever. Know anybody who has that habit? And so, man, I have noticed, I don't know if you've, knew, you've noticed this, but it's a lot easier for me to develop an a unhelpful habit than it is for me to develop a habit that's actually good for me. I don't know why that is, or maybe it just seems that way. But when those thoughts come in, I cannot just leave them sitting there. I have to answer them. I have to answer them. When I get attacked by those thoughts, I have to answer them. I have to turn the other cheek. I have to change the energy. I have to look at it differently. I have to not keep doing the same thing, because the same thing will lead to the same thing. I have to do a new thing. That's what it means. So notice, um, and and Emerson said, who you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. (laughs) You know, you show up as who you are. And I don't mean who you are in the macro sense as a beloved child of God, but who you are in your habits. It doesn't matter the words you use. People will pick up on what it is, how you look at the world, and how you're reacting to that vision of the world, no matter what you say. And notice the Buddha doesn't say, if you do evil, punish yourself for all eternity or else God will. He just said, don't keep doing it because it might become a habit. And Jesus said, watch what it is that you treasure. Where where are you putting your attention? Where are you putting your energy? Where are you putting your thoughts? Because that is where your heart will be, whether you mean it to be there or not. So if your thoughts are on the news and the latest video game and whatever, I don't, I'm not calling out anybody's, I've got my own, (laughs) I've got my own evils that don't include those. But if my thoughts are led down roads that do not serve me, then I'm going to find that my heart is there and that is not where I want my heart. And so when my thoughts begin to lead me down that road, I have to consciously, and sometimes with effort, turn them back to love. What is my fundamental belief? I believe in love. How does that make sense? I don't always know how. But I do know that my world works better my world is kinder, my world is richer and fuller and more beautiful when I choose to believe in love than when I choose not to. And that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. So, you have heard that it was said, an eye and an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. In one translation, it says, no more tit for tat. Live generously. I love that. I love that translation. So turn the other cheek, change the energy. Sometimes turning the other cheek means turning and walking away, (laughs) right? It doesn't mean here, hit me here too. It means, okay, this is not a situation that's gonna lead anywhere good. And if you don't have any better tools than that, that's an awesome tool. And sometimes we have other tools. We have other ways of changing the energy besides walking away. So turn the cheek detach with love, right? I don't have to get mad at you just because you're mad at me. I don't have to hit you just because you hit me. Hello, look at the politics in America right now and you'll know how that plays out. Really, it's fourth grade all over again. (laughs) Well, he said this, so I had to say that. Well, did you? No, we all have choice in every moment, and unfortunately, we choose, and the world we live in now often um, gives, gives energy to that choice, to that choice of hitting back. Oh, yeah, you got them good. Well, you got them good. Where does that lead you? As Gandhi said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth leaves the whole world blind and gummy, Right? So it is our job, those of us who are aware of the love that we are, who have that consciousness, who have had that realization, who are trying to develop a habit of doing things that remind us of the good and the love that we are, it is incumbent upon us more than anybody. Because if you don't know how to do it, you're not gonna do it. But if you know how to do it, if you've ever done it once, then you know how to do it. If you know how to choose love, it is all the more incumbent upon you to choose love. If somebody who doesn't know that they are love doesn't choose love, well, that's the way it is. But if you know that you have that choice and you choose something else, I think that, that the, um, the onus is greater on those of us who know. That was the whole idea of the the Jewish being the chosen ones. Not chosen because you're better than everybody else, but chosen because, dudes, y'all know that there's one God and that God loves you. So you can't go acting like everybody else. You're here to show what is possible. We're here to show what is possible. And so we get to see what's, what's really going on. Turn the other cheek. Don't escalate it. Sometimes the best you can do is just don't make it worse. (laughs) And sometimes you can bring a peacefulness to that moment that is so unperturbed by what's coming at you that what's coming at you kind of fizzles and dies. Have you ever been in that situation where somebody's just coming at you and coming at you and just you just don't give it any energy at all? I hear you must be painful it's funny when you don't have anything to fight against the fight doesn't last very long so you can bring your peaceful self into the situation and you can see what's really going on hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people that is the truth I will never, ever, ever hurt you unless I am hurting so much that I can't see that you have any needs or that my needs become so important to me that I'm just blind to everything else. And then I might hurt you, which is the crux of this, I must love myself so much and then I will be able to love you so much. And maybe, just maybe, I can't make you see love, but as I've said before, love is contagious. So you might just send out the contagion and somebody might catch it. I can love you so much that you begin to know, oh, this is what love feels like. And when you know what love feels like, maybe you can choose it for yourself so you can love you so much. So what you send back begins to be love begins to be defenselessness, begins to be the realization of who we really are standing here. I have seen this. I have seen the miracles of this play out in my life over and over again. And my highest prayer for you on any given day is that you get to see some of those miracles take place in your life, in your family, in your relationships. And even if you don't have a miraculous turning around of the energy, when you withdraw your energy and refuse to participate in all of the tit for tat, then you already have improved the situation. Because one element changes, it changes the whole thing. One element changes, then it changes the whole thing. So if someone sues you for your shirt, give them your coat as well. Think of what, what that means is no one can take from you what you are willing to give freely. I'm not saying if you have a justifiable lawsuit that you just give up, That's, that, this is not what this is saying, but it's saying if you're holding your stuff so tightly that anybody who possibly has, thinks they have a claim on it, Im- immediately that creates enmity, enmity between you and the other person, maybe it's just not worth it. Maybe any single material thing we have is just not worth creating that much enmity. I tell y'all, here's the way it plays out in my life. I used to be the one in my family that if you had a customer service problem, a product that did not work, somebody who would not give you your money back, you would call me. And I would call them. And you would get your money back. And yeah, it's good to make people back up their products or do what is right, but at some point in my life I realized that it was killing me. That it became a habit that I almost suspected people of trying to rip me off and I was, you know, I was doing preemptive action. <laughs> and that when I would get off the phone, yay, good. You got your 1495 back. Ha. And I've had two hours of my heart squinching up like this and my stomach tight and feeling kind of sick. And I had to decide, like, is this worth it? And so did I stop calling customer service? No, I did not. (laughs) But what I started doing is when I know I have a customer service call to make, I say, God, I'm about to make a call. And I'm going to need your help to not do what I've done before. Help me bring love into this situation. Help me bring kindness into this situation. Help me remain the truth of who I am, regardless of how this phone call goes or what they say to me. Because as I've said many, many, many times before and will say again, hate only wins if it wins in you. It doesn't matter how hateful the other guy is, if you don't let it turn you to hateful thoughts or vengeful thoughts or angry thoughts, then hate has not won in the situation. But the moment that you give in to their energy, that you don't turn the other cheek, that you, yeah, this is a fight, okay, it's still a fight, then you get what's happening here? You, we are now contributing to that. We're contributing to the enmity. We're contributing to the stress and the ulcers and the defensiveness and the way of looking at the world as if everybody's about to take you for something. I have a good friend who says, I realized at some point in life that no one can use me if I wake up every morning and say, God, use me, however however you will use me. You'll never be used if your purpose is to you, be used. <sighs> if that makes sense. And no, I'm not saying lie down. I think you know what I'm saying. So one of the things that happens with me when someone, it's terrible when someone steals from you. It feels really terrible. Like, like ooh, they violated something personal in you. It does feel terrible. I've, I've had it happen many times. And what I have learned to do is say, They must have really needed a coat in order to break the window of my car and steal my coat out of the back. So God bless them. And if they didn't need the coat, if they were just going to sell it for drugs, whatever, that's not up to me, but I get to keep my peace in this transaction, do you see that? I get to keep my peace. The coat's gone anyway, y'all. It's not like you're just (laughs) going, here, take it. It's already gone. So then we have the choice. Do I meet that with anger and hatred and and enmity and vengefulness, and do I torture myself with the thought of, I loved that coat. It was my favorite coat. I saved up for a long time for that coat. That was such a cool coat. I will never have a coat that cool again. Only saying that because I've been there. I've said those exact words. The coat's gone anyway, so how are you doing after the coat is gone? Are you in peace? Yay. Are you not? It's your choice. It's your choice. So um, if anyone asks you to walk a mile with them, in other words, if anyone tries to take unfair advantage of you, walk with them too. And I think what that means is, if you can't do anything about it anyway, don't develop the habit of grudges or revenge or fantasy. It's the same thing. Really all of these um, in in that set of verses mean the same thing. Bless them, change me. I can't do a thing about what you're doing, but I can respect the love that I am enough not to give it away cheaply. I can respect the love that I am and know that it's strong enough to overcome anything you throw at me. It's strong enough for me to overcome anything you throw at me. It might even be strong enough that it helps you overcome whatever it is you're throwing at me. It's amazing. You ever wanna stop a fight? Say, I think you're right, I agree. And believe me, I don't do that lightly unless I actually do agree. Um, but the miracles happen, y'all. No one can cut you off in traffic if you choose to give them the right of way. It's not possible. Ooh, he cut me off. No, he didn't, I just said, whoa, okay. Got some, somewhere important to go, buddy. All right, fine. We can never conquer the angry by getting angry. It will never, ever, ever work. We can, the Buddha says, conquer the angry one by getting, you cannot conquer the angry one, sorry, I'm going to start again, because I wrote this down. There's a reason I wrote it, because I knew I wouldn't remember it. Let me read the words as they are said. Conquer the angry one by not getting angry. Conquer the wicked by goodness. Conquer the stingy by generosity. Conquer the liar by speaking the truth. And notice it says, conquer the liar by speaking the truth, not by forcing your truth down somebody else's throat, right? You don't have to get them to agree with your truth. You just have to know what it is. And when you really know what's true, then there's nothing to defend. There's nothing to defend. And when we try to defend something that it does not need defending, it actually becomes offensive. It becomes, you know, and I grew up in that, y'all. And it's still a habit that I work very hard to keep from. If you don't believe me, ask Bob. Best defense is a good offense, (laughs) right? Well, you did, oh yeah, let me tell you what you do. That's my knee jerk. It's something that I work on every day. It's something that I work on every day and it's better. Would you agree that's better? It's better. <laughs> 33 years, it's better. But you know what? It didn't get better until I decided that it was not appropriate for me to do, not even just because I was hurting other people, but because I became who I do not want to be. It didn't start to be, it's like, I haven't worked on it for 33 years. It took me a few years into it to go, maybe this is something I could look at. (laughs) And maybe this is something I could work on a little bit. I mean, I was taught it well. I thought it was the right way. I thought that's how you do the world. In the same way that some people are taught if somebody insults you, ram your fist down their throat and don't stop until they're bloody and they can't talk back. (laughs) There are people in this world who are taught that in their families. I was taught something similar, but it was more verbal. Right? Leave them. Yeah, take them to their knees. They may have caught you doing something wrong, but boy, do you have a list of stuff they've done wrong. Take them to their knees. (laughs) It's not a good way to live. It doesn't make you happy with yourself. Have you ever won the argument and then walked away and thought, I feel really crappy right now? Yeah, that's when you know there's an opportunity to change the energy. There's an opportunity to change the energy in every single transaction, in every single relationship, in every single conversation, at all times, even the conversations with ourselves, we have the opportunity to change the energy, to turn the other cheek, to approach it with love, to conquer, Hate by love. Wickedness by good. Conquer stinginess by our own generosity. I hope and I pray that we are able to do that a little more each day. Like as the Buddha says, a person becomes good, becomes good at bringing themselves closer to the realization of the truth of who they truly are, the love of who they really are, drop by drop by drop, just like a pot is filled with water. Thank you. And so, just take those thoughts into meditation right now. First of all, let's just check in, how you doing? Ask yourself, how you doing? Feel yourself sitting in this chair, feel the breath entering and leaving your body. Buddhist Vipassana meditation would say, focus on your nostrils and simply feel the air as it passes through your nostrils on the way in and then on the way out. It's a subtle feeling. As you sit here, if there's a place in your body that doesn't feel comfortable, that doesn't feel good, that's tight, send it some love. Focus on it for a minute and feel what it feels like. And then simply say, I love you, and come back to the breath. When we do this, we are, in a way, forgiving ourselves. And all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. I love you means I recognize that I have access to all the love that there is in me. And in this moment, I choose to focus it on you. I love myself means I have access to all the love that exists. And in this moment, I choose to focus it on me. And when we do this on a regular basis, simply, I am going to sit here and give love to myself. Make the choice of love which is already here for me. and strengthen myself in love, so that I can think of you and make the choice to send that love out to you. To an individual, to a group of people, to a community and to the world. This is practicing the presence of love, sitting in the presence of love and acknowledging that love. And then practicing that awareness by bringing its focus to focusing attention on ourselves and on another practicing the presence practicing love I love you and even if I feel that in this particular situation you're more wrong than I acknowledge that I have a part, that something I have done, some way that I look at the world, has made us believe that we are not one. And for that I am truly sorry. And in that sorry is I am willing now to see the oneness, forgive me. Not because I need forgiveness, but because what I know is that when I see the oneness, it gives me peace, and I hope the same for you. And finally, thank you. Thank you for being willing To engage in this transaction, this relationship, this moment with me where we seem to be one thing in our earthly form, but where in truth we are something else entirely. And where we both get to learn. We both get to make a choice that can change our lives. I forgive you before I even know what it is that you did because I know that whatever it is that you did if it hurt me it just came from a place of pain and hurt inside of you and I know what that feels like and it's easy for me to forgive you for that now forgive me if I take a step back and don't participate in that with you bless you as you grapple with your choices. And the choice I make right now is clear. I choose love. I choose non-aggression. I choose to put my treasure and my heart into the love that I am rather than into proving I am right. For appearing before me so that I was able to see something in myself that I might not otherwise have seen so that now I can make a choice about it and I can make the choice for love thank you thank you that, when that's what it means <laughs> the Bible when it says you may have meant it for evil but God meant it for good it means it doesn't matter what any single person's motivation is we the God within us the love that we are can turn it to good can change the energy within ourselves and completely turn it around and when we know we have this power Why wouldn't we use it? And so we do use it. We choose it today. We ask to be reminded. We say thank you to all the teachers in traffic, on customer service lines, in our family that appear before us to show us what's within us that we need to make a different choice about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, that I know that I am a drop in this ocean of love, with the whole ocean available to me at all times. Thank you that I have everything that I need to create good in my world and so it is amen